Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, Truth Seekers. You're listening to Turn It Up, our newest show featured on A Measure of Truth on blogtalkradio.com. Turn It Up is all about independent recording artists of all kinds. R&B, rap, jazz, neo-soul, rock, gospel, or any random genre you can think of. Turn It Up is here to feature and help independent artists to give you the opportunity to be heard on live radio all over the world to help share your music across the globe and take your talents to the next level by showcasing new music, sharing studio recording tips and tricks to help make your tracks stand out like the pros and industry information to help you choose the right path and keep you in the game. Every week we bring you new artists, industry insiders, and fresh new tracks you won't be able to hear anywhere else. The truth is if you're an independent artist trying to make it in the music biz, you need all the help you can get. So stop procrastinating. Get your demo together and get ready to turn it up. If you're listening live on blogtalkradio.com or even the Blog Talk Radio player on my Facebook page, this is your chance to call in live. So give us a call, 347-326-9470. Or if you like, you can tweet your questions or comments at twitter.com slash a measure of truth. And give the last four digits of your phone number, and I'll be sure to punch you in when I see you on the switchboard. Also, if you haven't yet, why don't you look me up on Facebook? I'm the Michael Fordham with a photo of me in studio, and you can always email me your questions and comments at a measure of truth at gmail.com. Look, we've got a great show for you tonight. We'll be right back after this. Singer, songwriter Shantae Moore says, I've been blessed and honored to do what I love for a living for as long as I have. The dynamic songbird also confides, My fans who have continued with me on my journey have become a part of me and the music. Moore's genuine connection with her audience has been forged through her intimate and personal songwriting. Shantae's effortless combination of R&B-soaked and gospel roots, soul accents kissed with a touch of jazz, and graced with fire. With seven albums, 20 charting singles, and collaborations with everyone from Prince, R. Kelly, Boys to Men, Elder Barge to the Isley Brothers, Babyface, and Raphael Sadiq, singer Shantae Moore was destined to sing. In fact, in French, her name literally means to sing. The Grammy-nominated American Music Award and NAACP Award-winning singer's distinctive vocals have been featured in films like Waiting to Excel, 
Beverly Hills Cop 3, How Stellar Got Her Groove Back, Romeo Must Die, and Big Mama's House. No stranger to the silver screen or stage, Miss Moore has starred in theatrical productions along such lauded talents as Loretta Devine and Tisha Campbell of Martin, as well as fellow vocalist powerhouses Vicki Winans and Dave Hollister. Like fellow songbirds Minnie Ripperton, Denise Williams, and Mariah Carey, Shantae Moore shares a rare distinction of possessing a spectacular soaring range. Shanice Entertainment VP of A&R Danny Weiss says, I am super enthusiastic about working with Shantae, not only because she's such a brilliant vocalist, but also because she's entering into an exciting new phase in her life, both personally and artistically. More is more will manifest that growth and excitement. Shantae Moore, welcome to Turn It Up. Well, that's wonderful. That was a great uh, intro. I love that. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. Thank you. You know, um, we were really excited to have you on. Believe it or not, Shantae, I didn't mention this earlier, but I've been trying to get you on the show for about two and a half years. So uh, I'm really? yeah, more than ready to finally have you on and to talk about your, your stellar career. And um, it, it's amazing because you're all over the place. Just give us an update on all the projects you're working on now. And then we're going to talk a little bit about what got you there. Well, um, I am um, in the process of creating a new album now, which I'm really excited about. I love having the opportunity to start from alone in my bedroom writing music to, you know, going to the studio and making that come to life and then hearing it in my car after creating it and then finally um, being able to perform it live for my audience that um, that part, that whole process, each one of those, well, hearing it on the radio is great too, um, <laughs> But just knowing that it starts out all by myself and that it ends up, like, out to the world, that's one of my favorite things. So to have that process happening right now is really exciting. I'm in a new place in my life where, you know, I'm really happy. Um, I've been in some places uh, the last few years where the last album, More is More, <clears throat> I wasn't a very happy person at the time. So yeah. I'm really <laughs> blessed and happy to to say that I'm in a better place. Um, so the album should be really great to listen to because I'm, I'm happy now. Um, so um, what else am I doing? Oh, the book I wrote called Will I Marry Me is being adapted into a one-woman stage play, which is going to be really exciting as well because I'll be able to uh, sing and act and really you know, make the book come to life and my life uh, come to the stage, which is what the book is about, which is, um, you know, taking the mistakes and the positive and the negative um, experiences of my life and putting them out on display so that whoever is listening or watching or reading the book can uh, learn without having to go through it, hopefully. Um, if you can pick mm -hmm. up any mistakes that I've made and not go through that, that would be an awesome thing. Um, so soon that'll be on stage, um, probably within the next three or four months, we'll be out um, on tour. So please look out for that in the theater near you. Um, <laughs> gosh, I'm trying to think what else you know, is happening. You um, know, if I could just sum it all up, though, your oh, music is pretty much lessons in love. You know what? It is. there. It's my life um, in song yeah. is what it is, you know. It really has been a wonderful thing to be able to be as open as I have been. Um, people usually call me brave, and I and I think, well, I think you're brave when you do what you know you're called to do, and without mm -hmm. apology or without fear. Um, that is definitely what I have done. So um, it's just wonderful. I, I really enjoy it. I know your intro said it, but I'm really happy and honored to be able to do what I love to do uh, for a living. Yeah. And it's amazing to me, Shante, how did you get such a late start? Um, I know that you must have discovered your voice when you were very young, especially a voice like yours. It <laughs> had such a, you know, a unique sound and range. I'm sure people, when they heard you sing, thought that that was pretty spectacular even back then. Well, you know, what's funny about my voice, my my family, first of all, is extremely talented. My mother mm. um, has passed on 20 years ago, but she was a phenomenal singer, and um, they went everywhere together, my father and mom. Um, my father would preach, and my mother would 
um, would always be singing songs before he sang, before he preached, and that's how I grew mm-hmm. up. Is just listening to music just surrounded me all the time. My sister is to me the most talented one of our family. She, uh, of course, sings and she writes. She taught herself to play the piano and the guitar and the flute, and she writes like literally writes. But she also draws. She's just an amazing talent. And my brother actually passed on two years ago. Um, but he was also a phenomenal drummer who played with DJ Rogers and Keith Crouch and Kenneth Crouch. And so he's just, mm-hmm. you know, everyone in my family had an extraordinary talent. But <clears throat> actually, I was the one they told to shut up. Um, I would sing what? all day, all night. Oh, yeah. Uh, I absolutely love to sing. But they were like, oh, God, Shante, it's a good thing you're cute because a singer you are. <laughs> and <laughs> so... You know, it wasn't even to defy them, because I do hear people say that when I say that sentence. They say, oh, you just did it to defy them. I didn't really think about defying them as much as it was like, you know what? I don't care if you really think I sound good or not. I love to sing. So I would put my actual phono, you know, the stereo with the actual record player. I would put it on every day when I got home from school and you know, that would be my pastime until it was time to do homework, and then I'd stop, and then I'd eat with my family, and then I'd be right back to singing and dancing in front of the record player. So it was what I loved. My mother got me a tape recorder at that time, um, the one you had to push two buttons to make it record. Um, (laughs) She said, let me give you something so you can hear how badly you sound. Um, So (laughs) I was like, that's not nice. But, you know, we have a lot of humor that's also a part of my family. So I have a very tough skin, which I think was preparation for this industry because you really have to have a pretty tough skin to be here and not fall apart when somebody says they don't like you. Um, So I was taught that real early on to be able to fight back on the inside and be able to withstand um, criticism. (laughs) But 22 is not that late. It's not that bad. Only now they want you to be... They want you to be like 12 or something going in the industry. That wasn't what it was before as much. Well, a a lot of folks that I have spoke with, though, discovered the talent or it was recognized and it was encouraged mm -hmm. at a very young age because someone recognized it. I mean, I've actually heard babies cry and say, wow, that's a singer right there. But, (laughs) you know, now you explained it coming from a musical family. It was pretty big. Yeah. Uh Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, no, no. I, but you explained it well. Coming from a musical family, it wasn't something so surprising. No, no. They yeah. were very uh, critical and in a good way, not like, oh, God, you know, we hate you. But it was like, okay, just choose something else because you're not, this isn't your strong suit. <laughs> um, what's funny is I knew and I felt that they were telling me the truth. I didn't feel like they were lying to me or being mean. But um, mm-hmm. this young, this woman that was in a college near me um when i was growing up in san diego um i was born in san francisco but i lived in san diego for a good amount of time um she asked me to be dorothy in the wiz when i was 16 and it was a a college stage play but um they asked me because i was of course younger than the people they were um uh, that were in college, so they asked me to be Dorothy, and I thought she'd mistaken me for my sister. And I said, "Oh, you're talking about my sister Laton. She's, you know, she's the singer." And she said, "No, I know exactly who I'm talking to, and I know why I'm asking you. I really want you to do it." And you know, I've always been up for a challenge. You know, that's part of my nature is to be risk taker. Uh, so I said yes, and uh, and that was a change of everything. That really um, was a time where my family actually heard me sing and that's when they did recognize they're like oh my god when did you learn how to sing oh my gosh <laughs> um and then the performance happened the very first one i remember it like it was it's polarized in my mind the very end of the show when i was singing home and it ended mm. the people applauded in such a way that i i got bitten by the bug and i felt it that moment i oh. heard myself say oh my god i could do this for a living this could happen all the time and i'd be great with this um, so I remember that moment that changed everything. But I was 16 wow. when that happened, yeah. That's awesome. And from there, you're in a, a beauty pageant, and, and you're discovered. Tell us about that. Well, well, I was in a lot of beauty pageants. I did that from age 12 or 13. 
I was in about, I guess, about 15 or 16 beauty pageants, and I won all of them except for being first runner-up on a few. But it was just wonderful. It learned, I learned how to compete with people without it being personal. It wasn't to beat you as much as it was to win. And I think that gave me another healthy look at competition um, as an adult. And um, it had nothing to do with me uh, being uh, becoming a singer so much as um, just learning how to to they taught you the, the you know which fork to use and how to walk and how to stand and how to you know do the modeling turns which I then started modeling um, because I won a one of the beauty pageants I won gave me. Uh, what's funny, Kiki Shepard um, from Showtime at the Apollo, her mother had one of the first beauty pageants I've ever been in. It was called Miss Bronze. And that was how I got into modeling. And so what's wonderful is to see her now, and she's like, oh, my God, you've grown up so much. But she knew me when I was 13, 14 years old. Um, so that was wonderful then. But I, I just started singing and writing with people that my brother knew and um, just making music with, with um, jazz songs that weren't, that didn't have any lyric on them. So I would just use the music to just, you know, really sharpen my writing skills. Um, and then around, uh, I guess it was about 20 years old, I got signed to Warner Brothers Records at first. And, oh, okay. Uh, Benny, actually, Benny Medina signed me <laughs> um, when I was 20. I might have been, might have been 19 when I was signed, actually. I think about it. But either way, um, he signed me, and I did an entire album, and it never came out. They actually decided not to put the record out, and they dropped me. And I thought, oh, my God, my whole career is over at this moment. And by then I had met Eldebarge and his manager, and his manager was like, your career has not even started yet. He was like, let me take you to the people that I know. And that was how we met Lul Silas um, about a year later. Um, we uh, put the record out on MCA Records. Wow, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, and, it was um, pretty amazing. I mean, you did a whole album, and then you never yeah. got to see the fruit of your efforts. I mean, how, how did you really rebound from that? How did you keep moving forward? I, I understand that you got another opportunity in the nick of time, but yeah. even at that time, yeah. you know, yeah. that that's something that can really break a person, especially when they have high aspirations and they get what they think mm-hmm. is going in the direction that they like, and then it all turns around. Yes, I I remember the moment that I found out um, that I wasn't on the label anymore. Actually, I called them, and they I guess they hadn't called. I don't think I had even a lawyer at the time. Um, I called, and they were like, oh, no, you know, we decided not to put your record out. I was just, I was crushed. And at the time, I was standing in a phone booth. I remember that moment, and I hung up, and then I called my mom, and I told her, you know, oh, my God, I don't, I don't have a deal anymore. And I was crying really pretty bad and she was like mm-hmm. baby listen she was like you know what your destiny is you know who you are one one moment of something being turned down or something being rejected doesn't determine your life she said you know who you are and we already know that you're going to be blessed that you know that god is going to open the doors for you no matter what happens um and this is just a setback this isn't the end mm-hmm. and uh wow. and she was right she was right. She was my, you know, my support system. So, you know, she made me that's feel great. better about the moment. Yeah. 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 Now, that's a great segue into It's All Right. Uh, tell us a little bit about <laughs> this track and, um, you know, we'll go right into it. Well, it um, it was a wonderful song. I, the music was with, by Vassal Benford, and um, he gave me this beautiful track, and I thought, it's 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 something that made me po- it made me feel positive. It made me feel like you know what, no matter what happens. And at the time, you know, I always loved writing about love, and that really you know you have to look at it and say you know the ups and the downs of it. No matter what, whether it happens, whether whether you make it to marriage or whether you're just dating and you guys break up, whatever it is, no matter how it happens, really everything is going to be all right if we just keep living, keep pressing through the bad times. Um, I really believe that if you just stand and keep standing, that everything is going to be all right. All right, Shante Moore with It's All Right on Turn It Up.
Wow, man. <laughs> Worth the wait. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I really I love that track. I remember that. Um, and, you know, it's interesting. Recently, I remember when I first heard your voice and I knew it was familiar. And um, I heard the track, um, Jesus, I Want You. And then I, I just listened to that and kept saying, who is that? Who is that? And then I found out it was you, and I was blown away. Yeah, because wow. in, what immediately caught me about this song is those how effortlessly you hit the high notes and how high they were. And I know <laughs> there's only a few people that can even do that. So I, I was very curious about that. When I found out it was you, I was very amazed and saw the YouTube videos. And, um, yeah, I was blessed by that as well. Oh, thank you. You know, yeah. it's funny that the the song was written by my sister, uh, my oh. elder sister, Latan Moore. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's just wonderful to be able to sing that and expose her to the world. Because um, mm-hmm. that to me is one of the one of my favorite people on the planet is my sister, well my family in in general actually <laughs> is my favorite. I just I love having my sister around still, and my dad is almost eighty three. He'll be eighty three on May twenty first. Wow. So um, yeah, and he's strong and healthy and and funny, and he lives with me, and I get to share time with him, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um. And, you know, he still drives. My son gets to, you know, get to go to school with him, and he drives him to school and picks him up sometimes for me, too. So it's just wonderful to have that in my life. But I I just think my family just keeps me – it reminds me of who I am. I never get lost in the the hoopla of, you know, being somebody that they go, oh, isn't that Shantae Mm -hmm. Moore, you know. My, my, I was born Shantae Moore. This isn't a novelty, you know, to be called Shantae. It's actually a funny thing when <laughs> I haven't said this much, but it's true. And when, uh, when I hear my name announced before I go sing, it tickles me sometimes. I'm with my manager, and they'll go, Shantae Moore, and I'll go, <laughs> like, oh, my God, that's so crazy. Like, that's me. Um, you know, it's because I'm not. I don't have a, a pseudo name or a, a alter ego or, you know, like Beyonce has the Sasha Fierce and then, you know, with Lady Gaga, that's not her given name. And, you know, I don't know if they feel it sometimes when people say their name that they ever go, wow, that's amazing. They're they're waiting out there for me because um, I find that wonderful. And it's just it's just funny. It catches me off guard because I'm just me. And I think my family is what that's about is just saying, Humble. My son came to get his clothes. He's at his dad's this week. So I'm kissing my son. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> you leave? Um. Oh, shut up. My son is bananas. <laughs> no. <laughs> so I guess everyone knows now. Shantae me? Moore is not in studio. No. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. Was I No, no, be? no. I'm just kidding. Oh. I'm just kidding. I was never oh, trying okay. to make people think that. You know, oh, I okay. think it's funny that your your name, Shantae Moore, actually means sing more. <laughs> yeah, you know, it does. It, yeah, yeah. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. I, I guess it was a. Um, you're coming back in. It was kind of a prophetic thing, don't you think? <laughs> Who would have thought yeah, that, uh, absolutely. that I well, would have had I, that? Yeah. yeah, it's funny that you said what you said about your parents and your family at first because mm-hmm. they did name you that, so that's funny. But um, let's do another track real quick. And um, okay. we've got Shantae's Got a Man. We've got um, mm-hmm. I Want to Love Like That Again and mm-hmm. Taking Over. Okay. You want me to say say something about all of them right now, or no, 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 no. I, I wanted you to oh. choose which one. <laughs> I'm oh, trying to give you those. a break so you can say goodbye um, to your son. <laughs> let's let's play. Uh, let's play. Love's taken over. Okay. All right. Yeah. And tell us a little bit about that, and we'll go right into it. Wow. You know. Um, Simon Law, uh, who was very famous for the Soul to Soul beats and the the sound yeah. of Soul to Soul back in mm-hmm. the 80s. So um, mm-hmm. he's the funky ginger. And we're actually working together on this album, too, by the way. Um, nice. we, um, we wrote that song together, and it was wonderful. Um, 
the music just it was so uh european but afrocentric and just it was mm-hmm. so cool to me i just absolutely yeah. felt so honored to to actually write to that song um but what mm-hmm. what reminds me of the song is the fact that we got to go to Paris <laughs> to do the video, <laughs> that was the best part of all of it to me, um, is singing under the Eiffel Tower, which is now purple, um, lit up at night at purple because of Mr. Prince. And um, to be able to sing under there and walk down the Champs-Élysées and um, just to film all over Paris in the matter of like two to three days, it was so much fun. Mm. And every time wow. the song comes on, I see the video pop and flash in my mind so um it wonder it's wonderful i love it uh, um i love that everyone can sing along without knowing the words singing the pop up so please enjoy um love's taking over awesome here on turn it up
You know, Shantae, you know, one thing I noticed about your voice, it, it's it's a little unusual in the way that you always seem to sing effortless, effortlessly. It's almost as if you're opening your mouth and letting the sound out as opposed to just singing the sound out. And um, wow. it, it's amazing that you have such control over your voice with, with, with such a, a, a soft, mellow sound. Well, thank you. Um, I, 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 I've never had vocal tra- training, so um, it's something that comes naturally, the sound of my voice. I hear from a lot of singers that I admire in the industry. They, they always talk about my tone and the airiness that um, surrounds it. So it's mm-hmm. something that is just me. It's funny because no matter what kind of music I sing, whether the feeling is up-tempo or slow or if it's rock or hard, you know, R&B, whatever it is, I sound like myself, whatever style it is. That's why I'm like, you guys can play anything, any music you want to. As soon as I get on it, it's going to sound like me because it's me. <laughs> no matter what, <laughs> I sound like myself, which is a good right. thing. I'm not upset about it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think that's one of the things I identified, too, when I heard your voice. And it was something that I recalled, and it was very familiar to me. And um, mm-hmm. I think that's one of those qualities. You know, um, we want to bring Lenny on in a bit, but I did want to just talk about a couple more things. Um, your book, um, Will I Marry Me? Um, tell us a little bit about that, because I know of a lot of um, singer-songwriters who've written, you know, poetry, and they write lyrics, and so those things go hand in hand. But um, writing a book, um, tell, tell us about that. What brought you to this point to just pen um, something in this way in the title as well? Well, um, I've been married a few times, and uh, (laughs) I've, uh, to me, the, wow, the the lessons that I was learning as a a married woman were very painful at that time, Mm. and Mm. um, being unhappily married was not what I planned. And uh, to be married three times was not what I planned either. And, you know, knowing how optimistic and, um, gosh, just like the, the, the fantasies of my childhood that I think most little girls, and especially in that time period, have grown up believing in the Prince Charming coming and having somebody come and rescue you in some way, shape, or form, or come and love you the way you've always dreamed of being loved, and all those kind of high hopes. Um, they're still wonderful to believe in, but certainly having a grasp on reality and really not idealizing it just so much. I wish that I had not, um, because I think I would have approached love a little differently. I would have been a little more careful with my heart, I think. Um, and so when when I found myself having been married the third time, uh, and very, very, very unhappy at the time. And I can't blame anybody else. I can only blame myself. And, you know, there are things that I can be angry with or disappointed in the other person during a marriage or a relationship. But certainly uh, choosing to marry someone, it wasn't a shotgun wedding. Nobody made me marry anybody. So it was a choice I made. And then dealing with those choices and the obligations that came with it, I realized that I had been worried about boys since I was 13 years old, you know, and that I had gone, I've kept a journal since I was on my 13th birthday. I got my first journal and I've been writing ever since. And I started looking back in my book, in my books, (laughs) my journals, and I saw the changes go from, oh, I love this boy. Oh my gosh, my crush. Oh, he's so fine. Oh, he's so this. And then going from that to, oh, I think I'm in love. And, and then really being in love and then having relationship and then marrying and then divorcing and dealing with dating and then marrying, marrying again, you know, and those kind of things. Looking in my book, it just made me go, you know what? Stop. Just stop. Just stop and take a look and figure yourself out. Work on you. Go inward. Figure you out. And then the next time you fall in love, you'll have something to offer, a little more than I just want to love you for the rest of my life. And and, and then the other thing is I think women idealize that day, the wedding day, a whole lot. 
we want to be the princess. We want the attention. We want to be in the white dress. We want to have the veil and all the beautiful bridesmaids and everyone come and party. And really, it's it's more than a moment. It's a lifetime commitment. And I don't. I didn't want anybody else to ever approach marriage with that one day in mind only. And I really right. wanted them to want women to become more powerful in your stance as a woman because we wait for men to notice us. We wait for the man to ask us out. We wait for the guy to be ready to marry usually. And, you know, and then they ask us to marry them and we say yes and we get married and those are, that's the way that usually happens. But my idea was figure out who you are. And there's lots of sides to who we are. There's, you know, there's daddy's girl. Of course, we first fall in love with our fathers and we make sure that you know we we give them all the love that we have but they make sure that we know that we're loved hopefully and if they don't there's some holes that happen even if they love us well they're still just frail and 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 they're just human people you know and we have to learn that as little girls that our fathers are just humans and they're not perfect i thought my dad was perfect and then i realized he wasn't and i'm going what in the world so that was a realization in itself <laughs> um and then you know i think each of us have the girl next door the one that you know guys like but don't date or they talk to but don't fall in love with or whatever the case may be and i think there's each of us is vixen there's um wonder woman there's you know to me the in the book there's many characters that i that i um talk about and i think each of us at different stages of our lives are those kind of people and i mean not exactly but i think mm-hmm. each of each woman even the men will recognize those people one of one or two or three or four of those people that we've met in our lifetime and i really wanted I really still want people to read the book and and understand that, first of all, they're not alone. I've gone through the same things as I'm just a girl, just like you, or just a guy going through love and feeling the feelings of being a human, just like everybody else. And I I really want people to relate to the fact that we all have common heartbreaks and common likes and common dislikes. And I really want them to see that they can take those things and take the positive and take the day of that day of marriage and, 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 and be empowered. So get the white dress, go ahead and buy it or rent it or borrow it or whatever you're going to do. Get the veil, get the, get the princess, you know, crown, do whatever it is you're going to do. Get some cupcakes or buy a big seven layer cake, whatever it is, have the day. Cause it really dispels the mem- the mystery of that day being the bigger than bigger than the marriage itself. So I really wanted to just people to size down that day and then make a commitment to yourself to be honest and to be um, understanding with yourself. Don't say things to you that you wouldn't want anybody else to say to you. You know, and we talk to ourselves sometimes with really harsh talk, especially us women. You know, being compared to each other all of our lives, and then to the magazines and matching up with who do I look like? Is anybody out there looking like me? Being black women, especially. Um, so there's so many things that we have to deal with on this side of it. But I certainly have learned to try to love myself better, uh, and yeah. that's what the point of the book is: is to ask the question. If I have criteria for a man that I'm going to marry, but if I put me on paper, if I put the list of who I am on paper, would I look at that girl and say, will you marry me? Would I marry that girl? And that's Mm. what it's about is being prepared to walk down the aisle with yourself first and say, you know what, I think I'm, I'm pretty good. I think I'm in a place where I can love someone unconditionally and love myself the same. Wow. That's what the book is about. (laughs) Yeah. That's really something, you know, I, I, um, Within the same situation, I, I was divorced, and I, you know, had to take time out to work on me, and mm-hmm. I, I pretty much had the same type of conversation, and I said to myself, instead of just looking at who I think that that person should look like, or that mm-hmm. person should be, what quality should they have, what would I look like, <laughs> and what yeah. would I have to be, how settled would I have to be for that person? that I have on that pedestal to be attracted to me. How do I become that guy? Yeah. yeah and, that's um, exactly it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I would love to have you back on and just to talk about your book. I have another talk show that's not music based called the measure of truth. And hopefully we can do that at some time. So we can talk extensively about, you know, some of the things that are featured in your book. If you could just mm-hmm. tell people real quick where they can find that. Thank you. You can find it on willimarryme.com. Okay, great. And they can download it directly, I mean, or purchase it directly from that website. They can purchase it directly from the website, and I personally have published, so when they get the, the book, I will have signed it. 
I sign every single one and I send them out. Oh, so. nice. That's Absolutely. awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you know, we got an upcoming show of Bethesda Blues and Jazz, and we also have the band leader, Lenny Harris, here <laughs> on Turn It Up. Lenny, welcome back to Turn It Up. <laughs> uh oh, did Lenny take a break? <laughs> yeah, I was on mute. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Lenny was like, I'm not talking to you. <laughs> So, Lenny, I was, welcome I, back, man. I, I, I was actually reading some stuff. I, I, yeah, how you doing? I am good. I am good. So you're going to be um, leading the band for Shantae Moore coming up at the Bethesda Blues and Jazz Club. Yep. So tell us a little bit about the venue and um, what you guys are going to be doing. I mean, I don't know if it's um, some of the main stage that we've already heard or what, what are you guys actually going to be doing? Well, I know, um, you know, Shantae sent us a, a list. And a lot of the songs that we that she sent us to p- play were some of the songs that you um, played on the, on the air already. And mm-hmm. we're looking forward to, to doing that, you know, trying to make it a nice groove for her pretty voice to sing over top of. And, you know, cause she's uh, <laughs> quite the vocalist. You know, we're excited yeah, about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you guys are quite the band. Um, I, I, hard, you know. I was well entertained. And um, I, I don't know, Shantae, if you performed with these guys before, but... Uh, it's as tight as it can be. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And I really, really enjoy um, good musicians at a, at a great venue. And the Bethesda Blues and Jazz Club is just a beautiful place. And uh, it is just the right size for everyone to get a good look, not to be too far away, but still house a, a good sized group of people as well. Oh, yeah. I, mean, I, I like that. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a, it yeah. is a good room. Yeah, it's a very good room. Yeah, and um, it's in a part of town too that is just far enough away from all the action where you can actually park your car and, and find some place <laughs> to park and go, you know, and enjoy yourself and not spend half the evening trying to rush in, um, right. sitting there by yourself waiting for the person who drove to come and uh, finally get back to you. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know we we've got a another track I, I believe um, we've got two um, I think one of love like that again and Shantae's got a man. Um, mm-hmm. Which one should we play next? You pick. Okay, Shantae's got a man. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you don't want to answer. That's good. What was that? I said that's good. I like that one. Oh, okay. Really that one's good. Okay. Yeah, tell us a little bit about this because um was this actually written by Kadeem? No, no, it was a written written about oh. Kadeem. <laughs> oh, it was written about him. I see. Okay. He was he was the man I had at home at that at that time. And what was wonderful and funny is my friends were all talking about the breakups they had and how they were just so upset about this, Matt. I was just like, Well, I'm in love. Well, I'm happy. Well, too bad for you. Oh, well, yep. You know, I was glowing and floating and just as deep in love as I've ever been. And and uh, so the song kind of came out of that. I was like, wow, my girls are going through a lot. So if I can find someone wonderful, I was like, please be encouraged. Because really, he's not the only good man on the earth. I know one is just one bad apple can't spoil the whole bunch. There's got to be more out there. And if I found a good man, so can you. And it really gets a little twisted. I think people hear the Shante's got a man at home part, and he's so good to me. But the rest of the song really is about encouraging my girls. Don't just take mm-hmm. any guy. If he's beating you up or treating you bad, don't let him do that. You've got to have a standard. And that's what the song is about, is being encouraged that there are good men on the earth and you can't give up just because one guy has treated you badly. And now I sing that to myself while I sing my song. I'm like, yeah, and i got to give it one more try, too. <laughs> Eventually, <laughs> uh, you know, I hope to find the one for me and, you know, or he'll find me. I'm not even looking anymore. It's really a bizarre change that I'm really content with being by myself. And I, um, mm-hmm. I believe when you were at the right place at the right time in our own spirit, in our own lessons that we've learned, once we get that place, I think you're going to draw to yourself the right person. So I believe that that's what's going to happen. So please listen no, to the wow. real words of Shantae's Got a Man at Home, and soon we'll all have we what we need. Well, we have what we need now, and then we'll have a man yeah. at home later on. 
There you go. You, you, you made a really good point because a lot of times when we're in pursuit, we become something that we're not. Yeah, but when we take our time and we relax and allow that thing to come to us, we, we find that that real, the person inside of you that's meant for that other puzzle piece that's out there really can come together. But it's distorted mm-hmm. until you really just stop the, the facade and the effort to try to find and try to be your best. Yeah, yeah that, I believe that's, that's especially that's, true for for the woman because mm-hmm. we're usually the ones who are ready for the commitment and ready for the you know we think we're ready, um, mm-hmm. and that's what the book is about as well. That it's really all all, encom- all encompassing with the book and my music and my life, my life journey, is that I mm-hmm. I really have learned that to just let it go, just relax and be in the moment live every moment you have to the fullest because you don't know whether tomorrow is going to come for you or not and so it's just about loving yourself and being prepared for today you know and loving every moment of it because that's all you get is right now wow awesome all right here it is shante moore with shante's got a man on turn it up
<laughs> wow. Oh, man, the passion in that song. Boy. <laughs> yeah, it was oh, real, too. Goodness. Oh, yeah, I believe it. Yeah. Yeah, no <laughs> doubt about it. You know, um, I just want to let everyone know you need to get tickets to this show. I mean, they're... I've seen your YouTube videos. I've never seen you perform in person, but I plan on it this time around. So I'm excited about right. that. But yeah, you, you, you put on a phenomenal show. Um, I've oh. seen some of your videos with the choreography and I'm like, wow, she does it all. She's a fitness model. She's just, you know, <laughs> a TV star, <laughs> you know, and everything, you know, and it's funny. You just pour out everything that God has put in you and uh, you do it so well. Thank you. That's very nice. Thank you very much. <laughs> You're welcome. But I, uh, th- we've come to the end of another great show, man. The time runs out so fast. And uh, please think about, Shantae, coming on A Measure of Truth as well so that we can talk a that. little bit more about your book. I would love that very much. Oh, well, now uh, we got connected. You. you don't have to wait another two years. <laughs> there you go. It was two and a half. But anyway. <laughs> oh, you said, let me All just right. specify two and a half. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Lenny. And look, thanks a lot again. And uh, we hope to see you guys real soon. All right, thanks care. so much. Thanks a lot, Michael. Okay, bye-bye. Well, we've come to the end of another great show. You've been listening to Turn It Up on blogtalkradio.com. Special thanks to our producer, Donna Hardeman, and Lenny Harris again for just hooking us up with all these great artists he has. I'm Michael Fordham, and you've been listening to Turn It Up on blogtalkradio.com. Before you go, here's a little something to take with you. Ask God for wisdom daily, but know that your lesson can come from anybody or any situation, good or bad, friend or foe. Watch your thoughts. They become words. And watch your words. They become actions. And watch your actions. They become habits. And watch your habits. They become your character. And watch your character. It becomes your destiny. Until we meet again, take care of what becomes of you. Oh, man, that was awesome.